Hello everyone and welcome to Inside the Booth with Wes and Les. I am your host, Wes Booth, joined as always by my co-host and partner in crime on this money-making grind, Mr. Lester Valenzuela. How's it going, Lester? Good, man. Good. I actually had a pretty good week. I won a little bit of money this week, so you're looking to capitalize and, you know, keep on that grind as we do. Yeah, you know, it was a weird weekend again. Week two was one of the weirder weeks I've seen, but it is expected when you have three preseason weeks. This is basically like week one. You know, you don't. You, they're used to playing four preseason weeks. So last week was their last, you know, dress rehearsal. Week two, I feel like, is pushed back to week one. Now next week we get into the real football. <laughs> That's what I'm hoping, anyways. That's my theory. Yeah. So uh, why don't we start off like we always do with some news? Some noteworthy stuff that's happening. Um, my biggest thing that I've seen was Mike Evans is suspended for one game. Uh, what do you think about this? Uh, I mean, like, you know, it's it's kind of strange because, you know, he always gets just demolished by Marcus Lattimore every single time they play. So do, did it really even matter during the game? But now like but now i think for the next game that's when it's really gonna hurt them um they're already a wide receiver core that's been just devoured by injuries mm-hmm. um i don't think that you know this is good for the team and you know hopefully julio can come back maybe godwin makes his way back but you know this is this is not good no, I, I was shocked that they gave him one game. I mean, for a league that prides itself on, well, what it seems like giving the player the benefit of the doubt with all these assault cases and whatnot, we, yeah. we don't have to get into those. But I feel like the one-game suspension was a little much for what he did. He didn't go overboard, in my opinion. I agree. He was just Absolutely. protecting his quarterback. You know, and, and that quarterback is one of the best to ever do it, so I would be doing the same thing. He's paying Mike Evans' bills at the end of the day. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> You're absolutely right. Uh, I don't blame him. Uh, do you? I didn't hear about Lattimore. Did Lattimore get a game as well? Uh, no, he did not get a game. Uh, it was just Mike Evans <laughs> that got a game. Um, I think it's because I, I, I – did Mike Evans throw a punch? I don't even think he threw a punch. No, I think it was more because it was like a blindside hit. Yeah. They were kind of classifying but, it as. Like, it, it wasn't even that bad, to be honest. Like, we've no. seen worse. Well, we've seen a hit the in the Thursday night game uh, with Dane Jackson getting hit yeah, awkwardly. That was just unfortunate. Um, thank God he is okay. Yeah. Uh, you know, that was good news to hear that he is going to be all right. Yeah, uh, yeah It wasn't anything some, major. Yeah, he avoided, like, neck and spine injuries. That hit, uh, I think, who was it? It was... Was it Edmonds or the safety um, that, um, you know, coincidental, you know, contact by his own player or his own teammate? Yeah, Um, it was unfortunate that it happened, but uh, we're just all happy that he's okay. That was a very scary situation. Uh, I know you have uh, some spicy news you wanted to get out here. Yeah, so sources say um, Tampa Bay is looking to sign a wide receiver. Ex-Dallas Cowboys wide receiver, Beasley. Um, wow. This is very interesting, and I'm wa- I'm wondering your take on how it shapes fantasy and what if this shapes if this does anything for fantasy at all. Uh, to me, I mean, I don't think so. Uh, I say that just because there's so you just you just alluded to it. There's so much talent in that wide receiver pool that I don't think he's going to be able to step in and knock any of those guys from that perch he's not better than godwin he's not better than evans he's not better than julio Uh, rashad perriman would probably get the nod before cole beasley i don't think he'll have time to really acclimate to that system and i don't think he'll have time to gain tom brady's trust and confidence what does that say about godwin and how injured he actually is you know like that's true though this you don't you don't a team doesn't usually go out for a signing unless there's you know a reason to do it and i mean i'll I'll be honest with you signing a 33 year old um you know tiny wide receiver that doesn't have you know the legs 
under him anymore i'm like shoot he's a smart guy like great route runner but like is he going to be a thousand yard receiver i don't think so so like uh, it, does it shape fantasy uh no nah, probably not i would agree with you yeah well I, I mean i wouldn't be shocked if it does just because tom brady seems to like that kind of receiver that build that that mold, that slot kind of guy. Yeah, the slot, the Edelman. Yeah, you know, you know. The, but we'll we'll let it we'll let it marinate first. But I really don't think it has anything to do with that. Uh, a new segment we have here. You want to bring to the table? Yeah. Uh, you want to introduce fire. it? Fire. Yeah. I, so you know, there's especially early in the season. There's players that really blow up. I'm just wondering. If it's a thing that's going to be consistent, or is it going to be fire? Or is it something, you know, that's, you know, maybe not so much fire. and Just going to fizzle it's, away. It's going to fizzle away, exactly. Um, and it's smoke. So I'm going to throw out some names for you. And um, Patriots uh, Nelson Aguilar has caught six passes for 111 yards and a touchdown last week. You think this is smoke or is this fire? Uh, I'm going to say that this is just smoke. I don't think this is fire just because I think that the Patriots are not the old Patriots. And I don't think they're necessarily going to catch fire. Um, I would, And if they do, I believe that Jacoby Myers probably be the guy there that does that. Yeah, and I agree with you. I think the biggest thing is they are not a big passing offense they actually never have been even when tom was there i mean like yeah. you could talk about maybe the early years of tom but um, or the randy moss here but... exactly but they've never really been the type of team to throw the ball anyway so I, I think i would agree with you i think he's worth you know a pickup in fantasy but it to 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 think he to start him i don't know uh, i don't know you'd have to have a 14 league team to to have to start them yeah for sure at this point um, or injuries yeah uh Steelers uh Pat Fairmuth the Muth the Muth uh Ooh, the tight end the tight end uh he's actually the number six tight end tight end in PPR right now do you think it's fire or smoke I believe that's fire um I believe that he not only is he a talented wide receiver or tight end um he just Pittsburgh thrives in that situation. They love yeah. that type of player, and I think he fits that mold perfectly. Uh, I I believe that he's going to do good things in Pittsburgh. I think he'll have a long career there putting up points. I mean, they always seem to get that kind of tight end too. Yeah, and you know what? I, I'd take your word for it because as a Baltimore fan, you get to see <laughs> Pittsburgh twice a year, so and maybe even three times some years, you know? But Yeah, yeah most times it was, yeah, for yeah, a good while. Yeah, so there. I, I would absolutely, uh, you know, take your advice on that. And I, I agree with you. Like, uh, Pat Fairmuth, I think he's a really, really, really good addition. I don't even know where they found him, honestly. But, you know, I think he's here to stay. I, I think he does finish in the top eight. I don't know if he finishes in the top six. But yeah. he's had a really good start to the season. And I think this does continue. Um, he's had, I believe he's averaging five targets per game, which is fantastic for a tight end. That's what you want to see. Oh, for sure. Especially what you spent on Fairmuth. All right, my last one. This is your boy. This is your boy from last year. Curtis Samuel has 171 <laughs> yards from scrimmage and two touchdowns this year. I think, fire. It, I think it's fire and yeah. it's no bias. Uh, I mean, you just see what he does every game. He's the poor man's Debo Samuel. Um, John, our friend Johnny there, our mutual friend Johnny alluded to it in a group chat uh, recently about how he feels about uh, Curtis Samuel. Yeah. Uh, I, I believe Curtis Samuel is a fantastic addition to that Washington team. And I think Carson Wentz is starting to really lean on him. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree with you. And the interesting thing about that is right now, um, as of next week, they're going up against the Flyer or the the Flyers, the, the Philadelphia Eagles. Yep. Um, big divisional matchup. A big divisional matchup. It's the only 
person that I would feel comfortable starting right now. I think like and like you got to start t- scary Terry for what you for what you you know paid for him or how you drafted him. But mm-hmm. um, at the end of the day, I, I I feel more secure starting Curtis Samuel right now because I know he's gonna get the manufactured targets. I don't yeah. know if scary Terry is gonna get the manufactured targets like that. Yeah, I have another name that will drop later on from Washington that I like. But uh yeah, we'll keep that we'll keep that secret for then. Uh should we move on to do some game picks? Um I think we're forgetting what did we learn. We uh you know, I didn't learn anything obviously. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I mean like we we're, we're perfect. I don't need to learn anything. Yeah, but, right. Yeah. You can start with the what we learned. Um all right, man, like this one's been an interesting one for me this year. Um, Titans in DFS. I am the type of person that likes to bargain shop for tight ends. So in the last two weeks, the most expensive tight end has been the top scorer. So apparently DraftKings knows what they're doing and <laughs> I know nothing. Um, I, I guess what I'm trying to say is like, you know, sometimes it's worth it to pay up for a tight end. And yeah. um, I, I, just, I don't like doing it, but I think I'm going to have to learn to do it because, um, you know, it's pretty bare bones at the bottom at a tight end. You know, like maybe you got, you lucked out on some Zach Ertz, but other than that, yeah. but other than that you, you pretty much got nothing. Yeah, you gotta really hit the nail on the head with the with the dart throws, or else you're right. You do have to pay up yeah. in the tight end position. Uh, what I learned is kind of away from DFS, but I kind of was on the fence about whether Lamar should get more money, shouldn't get more money. I was kind of on the fence, and now I am. I've learned that they need to just give him a blank check at this point. Like, there's no if ands or buts about it. The team he goes out each and every week, sets new records. This week he was the first quarterback to throw a seventy-five yard touchdown pass and run a seventy-five yard touchdown run in in the same game. He had his eleventh over a hundred yard rushing game, more than Mike Vick in his young career already. He threw three hundred yards, ran for one hundred nineteen. The list goes on. It's historic after historic performance. It's time to pay the man. Like, I know that he doesn't want to talk about it, but when all said and done this season, whether it's a playoff performance that is forgettable, whether he hits a Super Bowl, Joe Flacco kind of miracle season, or they fizzle out, they need to pay this man, and there's there's nothing about it anymore. He's proved it at this point. He's proved that he is, I would say, a top five quarterback in this league. No bands, if or buts. Um, in fantasy, he was the highest scoring quarterback this week. Yeah. Um, well, Tua did amazing too, but he still, I don't know. Like I give Tua his props, but I mean, Lamar has done it for so long now and he has won game after game and you can see that it's not his defense carrying him. It's and, and what, I mean, like, let's be honest. Okay. Does Baltimore have the weapons that the Miami does? No, they There's don't have the wall no or way. the Tyreek Hill. There's no way. So, so what are we talking about here? Like, they're. Yeah. I mean, like, you can't. Co- you're comparing apples to oranges. I think yeah. Lamar does it on his own. I don't think Tua could do it on his own. Unfortunately. No, there's not many that could. And uh, that's what I learned, is that they just need to pay this man his money and make sure he's there forever, or else they just got to get ready for mediocrity yeah. and just sniff the bottom of the barrel like they did for so long in the early 2000s. Um, now we can get to the game picks. Now we can get to the game picks, yeah. <laughs> uh, starts off with a Thursday nighter, a banger of a game. If you like hard-nosed football, this is for you. Pittsburgh at Cleveland, 38.5 total, super low game. Yeah. Cleveland favored by 4.5. Who do you got in this game? Uh, this one's – you know what? I was back and forth for a little while on this one. Yeah, as uh, was I. Because um, I just – what they what like i mean like jacoby Brissett hasn't played all that well i mean pittsburgh all they have is a good defense um listen i'm not gonna lie minka fitzpatrick is he is him you know he is the man yep. he is the yep. man um but um 
I honestly think that Cleveland's running game will win them this game. Um, and that's why I'm taking Cleveland's spread at 4.5. I think this one's a little bit easier for me now that I think about it. I don't think yeah. Pittsburgh has the firepower. I, I think Cleveland's defense is just a little too good. And, I mean, you know, Najee's been hurt. I, like I, I don't, I, I don't know. I just, I don't, I don't see it. Yeah, I got, I got the same as you. I got Cleveland in this game. Uh, I got the over as well because I do think Cleveland's gonna put up some points. I don't think Cleveland's beat Pittsburgh in Cleveland in probably what you gotta think at least a decade, right? Like Big Ben's entire career. Yeah, um, I believe I can look this up right now. Actually, oh look, um, yeah, they are Pittsburgh six and three. In the last 10, 6, 3, and 1. Yeah, you know, like, I'm just, I mean, Cleveland has gotten their beat down for the last 15, 20 years from Steelers. And I just think they got the better roster now. Uh, they got the better defense right now with no TJ Watt on the other side. Yeah. I like Cleveland. I like Cleveland in this game. I think they, you know, I'm not going to tease it over, up. over, though. Yeah, yeah, I do. I like over 38 and a half because I do think Cleveland's going to put up a lot of points. And I do think Pittsburgh gets a little run at the end once Cleveland takes their foot off the gas pedal. Um, yeah, I mean, like, that's fair. I, you know, I, you used to say this a lot when we first started off. Man, these these divisional games, yeah, um, they're, they tend to be low scoring. Uh, I that's actually went true. the under there. Um, and I don't know, like... I could I could absolutely see it. Uh, I'm not gonna lie to you, but um, yeah, I just got the ender for me. Okay, sounds good to me. Uh, first game on the docket Sunday morning. Detroit Lions are going into Minnesota against the Vikings. Totals fifty three and a half, but the Vikings got a six point favorite in this game. I I want to start this off. I think the Lions cover this with ease. I don't think Kirk Cousins is the guy there. He, yeah, yes, he's going to have the game here and there where he balls out, but that's because he's got Randy Moss Jr. and Justin Jefferson. I think anybody can throw that man he's touchdown so passes. Good. He's Isn't so, he? He's, he's fantastic. So good. Like I, he's fantastic. Man, he, he just I just love watching him play football. Oh, me too. He's so good at it, and the it's. It sucks because not even Dalvin Cook is playing well. Yeah. So I just think Detroit, they're rolling high. They score a lot of points. They got a great coach. They're on hard knocks. You know, they got the the vibe around them. They're the social media team. Uh, I think the Lions get this win, actually. But um, I wouldn't go as far as putting a lot of money on that because <laughs> it's still the Lions. Yeah, no, that's fair. Um, but I do, I do have them covering this six points. They've been good all year, Detroit, and I think Minnesota's starting to really crumble here. Uh, no. And I'm going to take the under. Sorry, I'll take the under as and well. And you're taking the under. Okay, yeah. interesting. So I agree with you 100%. Um, and I was really close on taking the money line here. I'm not going to. Yeah, I was tempted. I was absolutely tempted. I, I am going to take the six and a half for Detroit. Um, yeah. and I'm going the over, uh, Jared Goff is, is, he's been able to sling the ball. Swift has been amazing. I think That's this true. is going to be a high scoring game. I actually do expect Dalvin cook to go off on this game, but you know, I, like Jared Goff can sling him with the best. Like I can't doubt Jared Goff anymore. You know, like I, I, no, I, he is doing well down he's, there. He, he's been playing really, really good football. So um, you know what it, it reminds me of? That that kid that is failing in school until he finds that mentor, that teacher that just finally yeah, cares totally. about him. Totally. Absolutely. Hey? Great because, enough. Because MCDC came in there and just said, you know what, Jared? I love you. <laughs> and he's just <laughs> taking him to new heights that Sean McVay never could. So uh, I, I love it. I love the whole story in Detroit. They're just such a fun team to watch. Absolutely. Um, yeah. But yeah. And I have the over. And you have the over in this. Yeah. You know, I, I, I could going back and forth with it. It's just because I agree with you. Like, this Lions offense is fantastic. And if Minnesota stays in it, they're going to have to score a lot of points, right? So, um, next game we got is Baltimore Ravens. <sighs> Sad game they gave me. Against the New England Patriots. They're on the road, but they still got the three-point favorite. It's a 43-and-a-half point total. Who do you have in this game? I 
am going with the public on this game. Public's actually got this at 81%. Um, Baltimore, uh, 100%. Is, I, I, I can't see how Baltimore loses this game after what they showed me offensively. And yeah. New England, they just can't score right now. Like, I just... You know, there was a real that was a really nice pass, Mac Jones to Nelson Aguilar. But other than that, I just didn't see it. I don't. I honestly, I don't. This team is on a rebuild. I think they're gonna finish at the bottom of the division, and uh, you know, finally get my New England Patriots glory of seeing them just crumble to bits and pieces like <laughs> I've wanted to for like the last, which seemed like forever, but last twenty years. Oh, I agree. Uh, I. <laughs> I'm disappointed in Baltimore's defense, but I I'm with you. I think that offense is firing on all cylinders. They can win any game as long as they can keep like Lamar healthy and as long as Lamar is playing, I think Baltimore is going to be in any game. Um, I'm with the public on this one as well. Those high numbers scare me. When it hits over 80% on a spread, then it starts to really worry me. Um, I'm going to be looking closer to Sunday to make sure that the money isn't flipped. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. the the tickets to the money point. But it's, um, And it's interesting. Sharp Money says New England's going to win right now. And like, uh, like Odd Shark says that New England's going to win 22.4 to 21.1. Yeah, that's... And it's, <sighs> it's, it's interesting because the public... It, everything tells me that this... Baltimore should win this game, but yeah. the spread is really close for whatever reason, and I, yeah. I just don't see it. I don't see it. It's it's weird. It doesn't well, make sense. Because well, if if you think about it, Miami, how well did Miami, or how 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 badly did Miami beat New England? Yeah, you know, like I mean, yeah. like it's every given any given Sunday, of course, but like I, I don't. Well, I, as it stands right now, there is 98% of the cash is in 78% of the tickets sold. There's a lot of money on Baltimore. Yeah. Like There's barely any on New England. I'm going to stick with this one. I think this is an easy one. I, I'm not going to overthink it, even if it is my team. I'm going to stick with Baltimore. I'm going to pick the over in this game, too. I I'm think all, that they I'm smash it. Pick the over. Yeah, this is um, this one's an easy one. I think this is an, it's, it's a low total. It's too low of a total for my. It is. It is too low. I, I, I think it's a low total, personally. Unless Belichick starts up that weather machine again, but, yeah, but... <laughs> that's for another day. <laughs> uh, next game we got is the New Orleans Saints at the Carolina Panthers. Another divisional game. Saints are three point favorites on the road in a forty and a half point total game. I got the Saints in this game. Uh, I think they bounced back from that weird game they had, that loss against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, I have the Saints winning this division at the beginning of the season, so I'm hoping that they can continue this. Uh, I got this as an over as well because I think both offenses are really well, are really well put together. I mean, Jameis Winston is a little bit shaky right now, yeah, but he is inconsistent as always, and I feel like the guy that threw 30 touchdowns and 30 interceptions in a season is going to bounce back every so often i think this week he bounces back so i'm taking over with this and the new orleans saints at minus three yeah um this is where we disagree um i think this is the first time we've disagreed on the podcast this week uh can i'm 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 gonna say carolina uh is going to take this spread um they've shown me a lot over the last little while Um, okay and i like don't i mean like yes they're oh and two and you know, like it's it's been. Sorry, are they zero and two or two and zero? Uh, they're two. They're two and zero. Um, yeah, they're two and zero. I'm, I'm losing. Yeah, they're two and zero. And like honestly, they're yeah. They I I think Baker Mayfield has this team on track. He uh, Baker just finds ways to win. Uh, that's what I like about Baker. Um, I'm not. He's he's not my favorite quarterback, but um, you know he's. He just finds ways to win. Um, they have Christian McCaffrey. They're all into. They're all into. They're all into. Um, yeah. yeah. But yeah, so everything I've just said there is completely wrong. No. <laughs> <laughs> 
No, I, uh, but honestly, I think he. Yeah, Baker he does. Is, he, Baker's a gamer. Honestly, yeah. he's like he's shown it before, and uh, I, I think, think if anything that helps your case because Carolina is zero and two. I can't see Baker going zero and three. Yeah, that's and that's fair. I think um, the usage for Christian McCaffrey, I've I've really liked. He's being used at eighty yes. percent. Yes. Um, which is nice. Um, New Orleans defense kind of scares me a little bit. I would probably fade um, more this week, but yeah, I'm going uh, with the over as well because 40 is really low. Especially in this game. I know it's a divisional, but this division doesn't really hold back yeah. in their games. They really fire off. Uh, the next game we got on the docket is the Houston Texans at Chicago Bears. Total is 40 and a half. Chicago was only a three-point favorite at home. Who do you have in this game? Um, I have Chicago Bears. Um, the uh, the three point five spread seems okay to me, honestly. Um, but interestingly enough, I have the over in this game. Wow. Um, Forty and a half. Well, yeah. yeah. I I have the over in this game because I think that David Montgomery is going to just go off this week. Um, uh, like it's two defenses that haven't played well this year. Um, Houston, I mean, they beat the Colts, so they gotta have an okay team, I guess. Maybe yeah. I mean, like uh, we saw what happened with the Colts <laughs> last week. But, um, yeah, I, it's Houston. I, well, we gotta also think too, like. These are all professional football players. Yeah. They, they, it's all professional football teams, and it's any given Sunday for a reason because all these guys get paid to play football. So sometimes there's teams that just stick around. They're like mosquitoes. They're like just that annoying bug, and the Houston Texans are going to be that team this year yeah. because everybody doubts them, and nobody knows who the hell any of the players are on that team, but they're going to be in every game. That's just how it's going to be. They're going to piss all these offenses off, and that's what they've done. Um, it, it does make me question certain offenses like Indy and Denver, but I think you got to give credit where credit's due, and I think Houston is is like that. It, it, they're going to play spoiler this season. Yeah. I, I, I am with you on the Chicago pick, but I do think that's why the three-point spread is there. Yeah. Um, just because I think Houston will stick around in a lot of these games this year. No, I, and I agree 100%. It's, listen, it's going to be a close game. I think the one's, this one's probably going to be a really close game. It's going to be, you know, probably 24-24, and they're going to win by a field goal. Yeah, just at the end there. Yeah. Uh, next game we got, I know we're probably going to be on different pages on this one, Kansas City at Indianapolis. Casey is 6.5 favorites on the road. Total is 49.5. I'll start it off. There's no I'm way. taking – Indianapolis no to cover that six and a half. No Actually, I took them on the money line too. I take them in my weekly pick them. I'm taking Indianapolis. Wow. I think they're the upset of the week. I think they win at home finally, get on the board. I think Matt Ryan. No yeah, I think he has a game. You know, I think he's <laughs> Pittman's back. This is all hinging on Pittman. If Pittman ain't back, I am backing out of this pick. But if Pittman's back, I am 100% on this wagon. I think Indy upsets the Kansas City Chiefs at home, and they just they shock the world. You're, you're telling me that Michael Pittman is the X factor to he's he's going to win them this game. There's no way. Uh, he'll is, he'll keep them in it enough that Jonathan Taylor will win them this there's game. There's no way. Um Kansas City is you see you saw what happened last week, right? You have eyes, right? Yeah, and I see that they're ninety six percent favorites to win this game. Um but there's no way I'm uh, going against it. Um I've got Casey winning this game handedly at six and a half. Um yeah, this that that one's this one's an easy one. I've got the under in this one. I don't I, like. I haven't seen anything from Indy. I haven't seen any. Matt Ryan has played bad. Um, he's terrible. He's, he's been, terrible. He does. He looks like Tom Brady should. <laughs> uh, I love that analogy. Uh, it's so true. Um, I will say though, forty-one percent of the major money is on Indianapolis to cover this, so it kind of makes you wonder 
if this is the upset uh, of the week. Uh, Not necessarily the money line, but no, maybe of course. Get a little close, but you, right? th- you think that? I mean, like sharks, sharks, and like statistically speaking, like last year. The KC could not cover the ridiculous spreads that they were getting, and that's why I think they're not as big. And that's why I think, yeah, it's six and a half. They can absolutely mm-hmm. do it. Like Indy just lost 21, 24, nothing or whatever it was. Yeah, they're uh, pissed. They're, Ma- yeah, you don't want to mess with angry Matt Ryan. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> you got it over in this game, or is it? Uh, it's six? it's gonna be under. I don't think okay. they score enough points. Um. Uh, yeah, because they're one dimensional. I think if you stop, yeah, if you stop JT, JT, you you're you're good. You that's it. That's all you need. Well, let's hope they don't. Um, next game we have is a divisional game. Very good divisional game. We talked about it a little bit earlier. We touched on it. Philadelphia at Washington. Philly's a seven point favorite in this game. Forty seven point total. Who do you have in this game? I have Philly winning this game, but there's no way I see in a seven and a half total. Yeah. Well, Do you? No. I, I, I mean, Jalen Hurts is killing it, but I think at home, you know, like Washington is going to be able to, to at least keep it a little bit close. And Carson Wentz is bad, but I mean, he's weirdly good at the same time, if that makes sense. He's, honestly, he's been playing. I mean, he's, he's really good. At second half performances, playing you know, you know, without the lead, because <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I'm, I mean, like they have good pieces. Gibson has you know been running the ball fairly well. Like we said, Curtis Samuel's been playing out of yeah. his mind. Uh, the the new guy Dorch. No, uh, uh, it's not Dorch. No, uh, it's Dotson. Dotson, yes. Yeah, uh, he's averaging. 18 to he had 18 fantasy points the first week 19 fantasy points the second week and he's still 4600 on DraftKings. he's been absolutely amazing and scary terry is you know like he's been quiet i mean like he's been he's been quiet for the most part in 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 terms of like what we thought he was going to be but he's still averaging i believe it's around 16 points um and PPR leagues and drafting leagues um, per game, which yeah. is which is great. I mean, like that's what you want out of uh, out of your number two receiver. What you drafted scary scary Terry to be. Yeah, exactly. Um, I'm taking Washington to cover that seven points, and I'm actually going to take this in an over game as well. Yeah, I I'm, I'm with you on that. Uh, Washington to for the points. I if you're going with the money line, absolutely, it's going to be Philly. But I'm going over as well. This one, this one might be the highest scoring game of the week. Yeah, it's that it's got written all over it. Yeah. Um. Next game we have is another divisional game. We have is uh Buffalo at Miami. Buffalo is a five and a half point favorite on the road and a fifty three and a half point total. Who do you have in this game? What is projected to be the highest scoring game of the week? Um, Buffalo, uh, man, what I saw from Buffalo, I I think they are a KC of 2019. Um, I I think they're going to break every spread. Um, I I think they're going to be almost unstoppable. Yeah, I've got Buffalo on the spread of 100%. I've got the over because, you know, Miami is going to have to throw okay. the ball to win um, or to catch up or to keep up with. Yeah. But, no, I, like, this one's an easy one for me. Buffalo all the way. Yeah, I'm, I'm Buffalo all the way, but I have the under. Um, I just have faith in both of these defense to uh, slow the pace a little bit on each side because they know what, is in store if they don't. So yeah. I just believe that they try to slow these offenses down, which is why I'm going with the under. Okay. Next game we have is I'll probably be on the opposite side again. Cincinnati Bengals at the New York Jets. Cincy is four and a half point favorites on the road. Total is 45. I'll start off. I got the Jets covering this four and a half. I'll also take them in the money line as well. Um, just don't trust Cincy this, these days. Uh, I think that their whole aura about them being the Super Bowl powerhouse that they were was totally false and i think their defense is full of holes and their o-line is still gonna get their quarterback killed within the next few weeks it seems like 
I'm going with the Jets, Mr. Joe Flacco. He's turning it on. He's gone. He's gone full 2012. It seems like. I can't believe, buddy. He almost broke the slate last week. He, yeah, I mean, like if two if Tua and Lamar hadn't shown up the way they did, like oh, he'd be headline news. He had it, 300 yards and four touchdowns, and they all came in the third and fourth quarter. Yeah, I. They, he was he was really good. Um. I you know what I actually agree with you. Uh, I've got uh, the New York Jets covering the spread. I am gonna take the money line on this yep. game for the New nice. York Jets. Um, nice. I'm I am all that in confident. Um, I, do I love their have, coaching staff. Yeah, yeah. They, this seems like a rejuvenated New York Jets team. I never thought I would say that in my life, but um, they, yeah. And I really like their young receivers. Yeah, they're good. They're Wilson, good. Moore, they're really good. Yeah, I I think you know they they have something there. They just they do have to build on that. And I I mean I'm not gonna lie to you. I don't think Flacco is the answer. <laughs> no, not at all. Um, but yeah, I've got the New York Jets, and I am taking the over here oh, okay. uh, because I do feel like they they will score a lot of points. Okay, uh, but um, this Cincinnati defense. I mean, like, they haven't shown me all that much. Um, like, they played Cooper Rush, backup quarterback, yeah, uh, for the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah. And, you know, it should have been an easy win for the for that defense. And they ended up losing that game. Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't an easy win at all. Cooper Rush, uh, he showed up. He, he showed did. up. That was for sure. Um, next game we have is the Las Vegas Raiders at the Tennessee Titans. Vegas is two and a half point favorites on the road 45 and a half point total i got the tennessee titans in this game uh, i'm taking the money line as well i think they're going to smash the raiders i think derrick henry's gonna have a day wow we are on the same page today um yeah i got the tennessee titans uh nice. this like i am 100 with you uh las vegas has not had a very good run defense this year um and they're built to stop the run too, which is really interesting. Yeah. Uh, but uh, Derrick Henry, this is kind of when he starts to get the motor yeah. run into week yeah, four. Sweet. Listen, next week I am having Derrick Henry in every single one of my leagues because every single year, week four he blows up. Uh, oh, yeah. Teaser for next year or next yeah. week. Uh, yeah. But yeah, I've got Tennessee in this one, and I've got the over. Vegas does know how to. Uh, put up points yeah. um, and they got Devonta Adams who like it's like almost guaranteed that he's going to get into the end zone so are you concerned that he only got two targets last week if you're a fantasy owner of his no because at the end of the day I know that he is going to get high value targets even if they aren't as many targets yeah, I know that he's go he's gonna get into those end zone targets. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I uh, I I just think you know some players have those down weeks. It's just very odd when you see somebody like him have that down of a week. Yeah. Uh, next game we have is the they another newly invigorated team, the Jacksonville Jaguars, going to Los Angeles to play the Chargers. Currently, the, I couldn't find a line or total for this game on the score. Uh, okay, now I see one. It's 48, 48. total yeah. and seven-point favorites for the Chargers. Um, Herbert's not in, is he? Is is there news on Herbert yet? Uh, there isn't news on Herbert yet. It looks like he's going to play. Um, uh, every All signs point to him playing, to be honest. But um, if he isn't, um, get on this line right now and pick Jacksonville 100%. Yeah. I'm going to uh, – yeah, my, my pick would be the same. I'd say if Herbert doesn't play, it's Jacksonville. If Herbert plays, it's Chargers. Like, it's easy. Yeah, I mean, like – It should be straightforward for but, that one. But, I mean, he played through it last, this, last week. So, like, I I mean, he didn't look – he he looked okay. He's, he got 334, touch, uh, 334 yards and three touchdowns. So, mm-hmm. um, like – So, are you beautiful. Chargers either way? Um. Oh man, I. That seven point total seems really it's, large. It, it's it's too big for me. I think I I was really really really, 
hesitant to go with the um, total. I think I'm actually going to go with the uh, Chargers money line because mm. I just don't trust that yeah. Jacksonville will – that uh, the Chargers can cover that spread as well. Yeah, I'm taking the under in this game. Yeah, I, I actually am going to take the over. Um, defenses haven't been playing that well either. I mean, like, and typically this is when you start to see um, offenses flourish a little more week three, week four, because, yeah. um, you know, they're getting, like, typically at the first couple of weeks, uh, defenses just are more meshed together. Coverages are easier and what have you mm-hmm. not. Um, once teams start to figure you out, though, and that's offenses will typically start to be a little better. You start you start seeing higher scoring games um, in around week four. Yeah, exactly. When they're yeah, everything gets back to normal. Uh, the next game we have, we're getting down to the nitty gritty here. Is the Atlanta Falcons at the Seattle Seahawks Battle of the Birds? Forty one and a half total, two and a half point favorite for the uh, for the Seahawks. Who do you have in this game? I have a, a huge question mark in this game. I have no idea. Mm. No idea. Um, I My first inclination uh, was Seattle because, you know, Gino has looked good. Um, mm. Bashad Penny has looked good. I mean, Atlanta, Cordell Patterson's been playing out of his mind. I know he had a down week last week, but, um, you know, uh, I think Marcus Mariota is doing enough to you know keep them in games is it enough to beat seattle i don't know that's why i'm gonna pick seattle to win this game um yeah and i you know i i do think they will cover the spread um you're gonna pick over or under in this uh, it's gonna be a heavy under uh like battle of defenses here I'm complete opposite of you. I have the Falcons to cover this, and I have it as an over game. Uh, I think this is actually opposite. We're on the total different spectrums this time. Interesting. Why so? Like, what? What do you think the story? Um, are? Like, how is the Falcons the just? Go? The Falcons showed me a lot against the Rams. Uh, I just feel like they're starting to gel, and Kyle Pitts hasn't even shown up yet. So I still think that. They'll put up some points, and I believe that Seattle just being in Seattle at home, I think they'll put up enough points to cover this 42-point total. Yeah, I mean, like, that's fair. Um, uh, Seattle has shown me a lot, but uh, it's, it's a tough one. This one's a really tough game. Um, it was tough, though. It's a tough I, one. I, like, I, I, I'm not – I would never put this on parlays. I wouldn't straight bet this game. Uh, like, I wouldn't either. I have no yeah. confidence. Uh, next game we have is a divisional game as well. The Rams at the Cardinals – Rams are three and a half point favorites on the road in a forty nine point total game. I got the oh man. <laughs> I know. This one's tough. This one's tough. I wanted to go right away and say the Cardinals because of what they showed me, but I think they struggled too much. And I think if they get down to the Rams, they won't be able to catch up like that. Yeah. Or you know what I mean? Put them in the corner just because they have that defense in Los Angeles. So I'm going with the Rams to cover this three and a half points. It wouldn't shock me if they only get the three points though, and that's why it's at three and a half. Yeah, this this one's a tough one. I would I would probably go with the money line here. Yeah, um, that's what I'm saying. Like I would if it was three points, I'd hammer it. But three I, and yeah. a half points, ugh, pissing me off because I know they're probably going to win by three now. Yeah, this and the, and that's the thing. I think it's going to be tied by at the end of the game. Uh, yeah. Kyler Murray's going to keep them in the game. Yeah, um, but. Uh, I do think that the Los Angeles Rams have kind of found a stride here. Um, uh, Allen Robinson was out of his mind last week. Yeah, Um, finally got the targets. Yeah, finally got the targets. I do think this is going to be an over, and I do think the Los Angeles Rams are going to win the game. If If I had to pick a spread, I would pick the Los Angeles Rams as well. Yeah, I'm picking the Rams as well and an over as well. Uh, the Green Bay Packers are at Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay is two-point favorites in this game. Yeah, the total is 41.5. Who do you have in this game? Because that total or that spread really shocks me. Yeah, this one's an interesting one. And I was trying to figure out why because eyeball test t- tells me like Green Bay should be the favorite. But mm-hmm. – um, 
you know what? I actually have Tampa Bay uh, winning this game and covering this spread. Um, I Aaron Rodgers does not is having a very similar problem that uh, Tampa Bay Bucks are having that they don't have any wide receivers. Yeah. Um, you know, Adam Lazard is your best wide receiver, mm-hmm. um, and I'll be honest with you, Adam Lazard is not a great a great wide receiver like he is no. not like he's not Devonte Adams he's not Devonte Adams he's not Mike Evans he's not Chris no. Godwin no um and that's why I have Tampa Bay as uh winning this game because they just have more talent um they're better at stopping the run uh Tampa Bay is and I think that's gonna what's gonna win them the game because the path to victory for Green Bay is honestly running the ball with AJ Dillon and company because yeah um yeah that's how they won oh, against Chicago um they didn't they didn't throw the ball all that well i mean Sammy Watkins you know caught a big pass and what have you not but um yeah do you have I, this game as an over uh this uh, yes because it's such a low total okay but not because I'm confident that this is going to be a high-flying scoring game. Yeah. Um, I have Tampa Bay in this game. Uh, I have it as an over as well, but I think it's uh, it's based on the Leonard Fournette. I think he he comes out and he wins this game for Tampa Bay. Leonard Fournette. I think this is. Well. Yeah, I think this is the Lenny Fournette show. I yeah. think this is his game. Um, he's going to come out and put on a show. That's why I think that Tampa Bay will win this game with or without Evans. You know, well, he's gonna be—he's not gonna be there, but I think without him, they win this game still. Uh, second last game we got Sunday nighter: San Francisco at Denver. San Francisco is slight favorites, one and a half point on the road in a forty-five point total game. I got the Broncos in this game, and I got their money line as well. It's time for Russ to cook something up. It will be on prime time again. Uh, third time's a charm, maybe. Uh, Russ has been so bad. Yeah, and, listen, and I'm a believer, you know, like I was yeah. a, a Russ truther. I was, I came on the podcast and said that, you know, yeah. they were going to be the Super Bowl Super champs. Bowl and yeah. You know, like, um, lots of time, lots of time. I, I mean, like, yeah, they just, the offense has not looked good. I, and I honestly, I blame the coaching staff on this one. Um, Denver, they have, they have a very green coaching staff. No coach on that staff has held their position on another team before. Yeah. Think about that. That's like that's a green team. That's terrible. It's a green coaching team, coaching staff. So like there's going to be a lot of mistakes. Hopefully they can figure it out. I don't know if it's this game, but I'm also I'm going to go with Denver because I think that they're a better team. Uh, you got over in this? Uh yes. Yeah. Uh yes. Because it's a primetime game, they typically mm. tend to go over. <laughs> they like yeah. to, um, but it's a tough one. This one's a tough one for me. Um, new new team with Jimmy G. So we'll see. Well, yeah. newer this week, <laughs> this year. So we'll <laughs> see what happens. Uh, last game we got on the dock is Monday Nighter. Your Dallas Cowboys go into New York to face Barkley and the Giants. 39.5 point total. Giants are 2.5 point favorites at home. Who do you have in this game? I'm assuming it's Dallas. Uh, you know, I wanted to. I don't. I just don't know. I was. I was trying to figure this out, and uh, the Homer in me wants to pick Dallas, and mm-hmm. the realist in me says that they're. You know, Dak Prescott isn't there, but I think they have a good enough team to win this game, regardless. Cooper Rush did show me that you know he can win a game or two. Um, and it's a not a great Giants team. I'll be honest. Saquon Barkley and who else? You know. Yeah, um, well, he showed up week one, and where was he last week? I mean, you know, it's it's really tough. I really like his usage, though. It, he has the highest usage out of any running back at eighty six percent. That shocks me, only because he's coming off of a major injury. So you would think they would try to take it a little bit easier. Yeah. Uh, what's your final pick then in this? Dallas Cowboys with the spread under for the total because 
Yeah, there's. I don't think this is going to be a high-scoring game. Um, I got the Giants. <sighs> yeah, I got the Giants in this game, but I got this as an over. Uh, I think Barkley finally has his game just under the primetime lights. He seems like that type of player that's going to show up when the world's watching. Yeah. And I really like this over just because I think that total is kind of disrespectful. 39 and a half. It's like, ooh. <laughs> primetime? Why are you even putting them in primetime if that's the case? Uh, that's our picks. Um, we did fairly well week one. Can't wait to track these ones and see where it goes from there. Uh, let's move on to some DFS. Uh, DraftKings for those that are new. Um, we got three players that we go for. We have the fade of the week, the value pick of the week, and new this season, the baller of the week. Lester was bang on uh, week one uh, with his picks. Uh, I, for one, wasn't. Aaron Jones did not show up until last week when I didn't play him as much, so kudos to him, I guess. Yeah. Uh, you want to start this off with one of your three? Yeah, so my baller of the week this week it's going to be dalvin cook dalvin cook is playing a team that you know traditionally isn't that great at stopping the run in the detroit lions this has got a high total and regression to the mean he has not scored higher than 13.8 points in in uh, week one uh, this is not like Dalvin Cook and at 7900 it's you know pretty affordable for a guy that could probably get you 40 points um, uh, this one's an easy one for me ba- Dalvin Cook baller of the week he's gonna get you probably 35 points nice I like it I was torn on him and I think you might have sold me to put him in a few of my lineups. So thank you for that. Um, my baller of the week will be Derrick Henry. We talked about him earlier. He's 8,100. I think this is going to be one of the only times this year we're going to get him under 85 or up. Yeah. Uh, I think this is a perfect matchup like we're talking about. He checks all the boxes for me as a baller of the week. Like Dalvin Cook, he hasn't exploded yet. <clears throat> He's about to hit his rhythm. We all know that. Uh, his attempts were a little bit weird last week he only rushed 13 times but i think that's strictly based on the defensive scheme that he's seen out of buffalo and the fact that they were behind most of the game yeah you know like they weren't he wasn't focused on in that and i don't think Derek carr is going to be able to put up that many points to you know make tennessee change their game plan and stray away from derrick henry at all yeah i i agree with you um I, I really like Derrick Henry. Um, he's going to be in a lot of my lineups this week. Um, oh, he has to be. He's it, so good. It's, it's, I think he's going to have a baller week. I'm going to try and figure out a way to fit Dalvin Cook and Derrick Henry. I'm, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be difficult, but we got to try. Oh. Well, that's why we have this category coming up, the value plays. Um, I got a couple value plays. Uh, one really good value play, we kind of touched on him a bit, is Dotson from the Washington Commanders. He's only 4,600 this week, and he continuously puts up double-digit fantasy points in a matchup that could probably have the most points on the slate. Yeah. I think this is a good person to get into your lineups at a cheap price to lower uh, or to, to raise that average that you could put into the rest of your lineup. Um, another play is Curtis Samuel. He's just over 5K right now, so that's a little bit uh, too much for our value under four, but he does kind of scrape that that line, if yeah. you will. Um, do you have a, a value play that you... Yeah, so my throw? value pay, play is going to be an interesting one, Corey Davis. Uh, Corey Davis... Old man Davis, he just, he's actually running. Uh, I think I, I saw the stat. It was 74% of uh, routes run uh, are his. So he's. I, th- I think Elijah Moore is the only one uh, that is beating him. And wow. you know what? 16.3 points for him and in week two 13.7 points in week one 
I mean, like, if you have, uh, let's say a a cash a cash league or a cash day, uh, a lineup that you want to get in, he's yeah. absolutely a play because I think you could honestly get fifteen points comfortably from him. Um, and at forty nine hundred, that's a steal of a price. Somebody I wanted, I want to mention is David Montgomery. David Montgomery mm-hmm. showed something so so good uh, this week against um, who? Who did he play? Uh, it was Green Bay. He ran the ball. He looked like he was the best player on either side of the field. And he uh, was splitting carries, too, with Thurbert for a while yeah. there, right? So it was good to see. Montgomery rushed 15 times for 122 yards. He didn't get into the end zone. Uh, but I think Chicago is starting to realize that this is David Montgomery's team, and they are going to use him. They are finally using David Montgomery like he should uh, yeah. as a workhorse running back. Uh, and he's only $5,900. Yeah, I like it. steal of a deal for a running back that honestly could blow up. Um, another couple plays I have here, they are punt plays, so don't think that you need to put them in every lineup, but they're some food for thought. Scotty Miller received eight targets last game with no Mike Evans, no, or sorry, no Julio, no Godwin. Uh, Evans left, you know. Um, he's seen eight targets. He only got three catches for 34 yards. If... Godwin or Julio is sidelined again or both um, Scotty Miller would be a good play he is he knows that that playbook you know Tom Brady looks for him because he fits that mold Uh, another play is Isaiah Likely tight end for the Baltimore Ravens he's seen five targets four targets week one five targets in week two dropped one of them which was very crucial late in the game, but he was he only played 17 snaps, but he did have five targets in those 17 snaps. So when he is on the field, they do look his way. Uh, he isn't one of the blocking tight ends that you do see. So those are two, and he's only 2,800. So wow. the, it, it, those are two real low-priced players that you can get in your lineups. Um, who's your fade of the week before I get into my fade? Oh, this one's a tough one. I was... I think that it's going to be scary Terry. Uh, okay. Terry McLaurin, to me, uh, has been a serviceable wide receiver. Um, mm-hmm. uh, he's averaged, I think, 12 uh, point fantasy points. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah, 13. 13 or something like that. Yeah. Um, and that's I, – I, and against a Philadelphia Eagles – wide or cornerback uh, core that is just really really good this defense is legit they are going to uh, you know they are going to show scary terry what it's a uh, top defense is like uh he hasn't played elite defenses jacksonville or detroit mm-hmm. um I, you know he is losing um receptions you know he is being targeted uh uh, he was targeted eight times last week, um, but that's still less than uh, Samuel. It's still less than Samuel, and right. and you know, uh, for the number one wide receiver and for somebody that's going to win you a week at sixty four hundred, mm-hmm. I don't see it. Yeah, I'm trying to sell him in my lineups on year long fantasies because I think uh, I think his days are numbered as he has a lot of uh, competition around him uh that's a good fade i didn't i didn't really want to play him anyways uh, my fade is mahomes um i think that he is he, he's viable because it's mahomes but i believe that he's a little bit too expensive and i do believe he's going to be very chalky in this matchup yeah. if i'm going to pay 79 i'm just going to pay up for the dual threat of lamar jackson or Josh Allen in a matchup where Lamar just put up, you know, 50 odd points or whatever. So uh, I, I, I think those two are, and, or you can pay down for Jalen Hurts, who I yeah. think can match it as well. The way I always look at, uh, you know, quarterback is, especially if I'm paying up, I want the matchup where he, 
it's going to be a very high scoring close game if it was kyler murray versus patrick mahomes lamar jackson versus patrick mahomes give me yeah. patrick mahomes because exactly he might get for that four touchdowns yeah. 400 yards yeah um but i don't this know this is gonna be a slower game this is gonna be a slower paced game jt mm-hmm. is gonna be running the ball i don't yeah. see four touchdowns 400 yards in this game i i don't see the necessity no. to, for that no and yeah, and that doesn't mean he's gonna come out and have a horrible game. I just don't think he's gonna come out and put those, you know, mind-boggling numbers up like he has. And I do think that he is missing Tyreek Hill. Yeah, I agree. He is. It's gonna be tough. Um, there's our three DraftKings picks. I'm excited for this weekend already. It's still early. We still got a few days left. Let, let me ask uh, you a question before we do leave. Um. Listen, do you have uh, any like waiver wire guys that you've been looking at? Like, I know Wilson um, has been uh, the the guy from New York has been c- coming up. Um, but are are is there is there somebody that you're kind of looking at to maybe uh, you know? Her? Yes, I got. No, you know, like there is a few uh, a few things. Like now is the time to really start looking for your second quarterback that is going to come up and play for your bye week now is the time to start looking into those things just because you don't want to get burnt and left with one of these quarterbacks because i'm sure that a lot of people had trey lance that they were going to go to maybe like myself Jameis winston right i think it's time to start exploring those options for sure yeah. Is who somebody that you're targeting? Is is it the Tua's of the world? Is it the Jimmy G's of the world? Maybe even Justin Fields. You know, it would be the Justin Fields for me. I think that he has a bright future still ahead of him. Uh, I don't think people are giving him enough credit. I really do like Justin Fields a lot. Uh, and I, I think he's got that dual threat ability as well. And I think he's, he's up there with Jalen Hurts. I just think he hasn't really hit his stride. Um, I don't know why, but I just I just don't uh, I don't know why he doesn't get as much credit as he as he should. Yeah. So so question then: Russell Wilson or Justin Fields right now? Because I'm in this I'm in that same boat where <laughs> Russell Wilson has not played well, and I'm and I'm hoping and I'm hoping and I'm hoping, but I'm you know I'm I might have to go pick up another quarterback. Is it Justin Fields? I for me personally, I don't think so because that's taking unnecessary risk. I want somebody like Carson Wentz, who yeah. I know is going to give me at least whose whose floor is going to be really low. Uh, like he's going to get me at least fourteen points, two touchdowns. I I, I can work with that. Um, if Justin I, I Fields th- is a as a big has a big question mark for me. Yeah, I, I I get what you're saying there for sure. But then again, you always talk about the regression to the mean or the progression to the mean. Does Carson Wentz hit that soon, you know, or and does Justin Fields hit his a little bit sooner? You know, you got to try kind of judge that as well. Uh, you got to look for the matchups, obviously, but um, I would think that you should go with your gut anyways because you were so high on Russell Wilson to start the season. I think you know, kind of is almost a panic move to say no, it's not time for him. You know, well, what if I told you Carson Wentz right now is the number one quarterback in the league? Would you believe- I would believe it. I would believe it. Yeah, it, he, it would. It would. It pisses think, me off, but I believe it. I think he's second. Um, yeah, he's. Uh, it's. It's. It's tough, man. I like. Uh, I, I think you don't want to be too early, but you also don't want to be too late because then you won't get him. Uh, yeah. And you see that a lot. I, I saw that with OBJ. You saw that with Josh Gordon. Some yeah. people when you when it's. When, when you're not quick there or fast enough, you're too late. Um, I also do like uh, guys like Dorch for Arizona. Yeah. he uh, He'll get scooped up, I'm sure, in every league because of his performance. But I think he's going to be good there. Uh, he, he's, a, he's a good young player. Mar- I, I, listen, Marquise Brown is not the guy there. Hollywood Brown is not Hollywood. He's yeah. Bollywood Brown. I've been saying that. I think that he is going to – People are going to see why he never panned out in Baltimore. And I think Dorch will take that spot very easily. And also another player you talked about him is Wilson from the Jets. Um, last thing, you know, James Conner went down with that ankle injury. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Daryl Williams seems to be the guy there. How yeah. how, how confident are you with Daryl Williams? <sighs> you know, I don't want to be confident with him because it's <laughs> Daryl Williams. Yeah. But, you know, if you are scrambling for a player, I mean, it doesn't hurt, especially if Connor is ruled out next week. Um, against the Rams, I mean, it's a tough matchup. Regardless, I think I think Kyler's going to have to throw yeah. the majority of the game. So I, don't, I, I think there might be better options out there at running back. I don't know, really. At the end of the day, there's not really that many. I mean, you can get the backups for Buffalo or Tennessee, but I think you almost have to be confident in Daryl Williams if you're scraping for a running back at this point in the season in 12-team uh, leagues. Yeah, I mean, like, if, if you're really hurting for a running back, yeah, I wouldn't play him because, like you said, the Rams are a really good team. Yeah, um, especially but, on defense. On, yeah, but, uh, you know, if... You know, you got guys that are hurt. It's gonna happen if you got the Najis of the world, and yeah, it's gonna happen. Yeah, it's it, it's actually crazy to see how many teams start to crumble, like fantasy teams, just based on injuries. Yeah. It's just uh, interesting every season how quick you have to become a uh, a mindful GM in this uh, fantasy world uh, this has been a wicked show as always Lester, uh, excited to do this excited to get another week under our belts excited to get into some fantasy football here this weekend uh, yeah, thanks everybody for checking us out, uh, we'll be back next week with all our results and hopefully you all make some money <laughs>